Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The greatest hope against the threat of nuclear war is Superman. I'm going to do what our governments have been unwilling or unable to do. Effective immediately, I'm going to rid our planet of all nuclear weapons. The greatest threat to Superman is Lex Luthor. Smarter than I thought. We can make the world safe for war profits. He's created the ultimate weapon to annihilate the Man of Steel. You risk worldwide nuclear war for your own personal financial gain. Nobody wants war. I just want to keep the threat alive. Dude of Steel. Where are you going to get it? You know you're a workaholic. Why don't you stop and smell the roses, huh? Superman 4. Christopher Reeve. Gene Hackman. Jackie Cooper. John Cryer. With Mariel Hemingway and Margot Kidder as Lois Lane. Superman 4. His most important adventure. The quest for peace. Hello and welcome to Smirchpod Royale, a podcast celebrating all the Bond and Bond-related films by those who enjoy, hate, or, you know, just aren't asked about them. Hosted by me, John Rain. This week we'll be hitting the mean streets of Milton Keynes to please a young boy and find out who's been messing with all the nuclears, man. Yes, it's Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. And joining me to rebuild the Great Wall of China with our eyes is writer Johnny Candon. Hello, Johnny. Hello there. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to the bizarre world of Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Um, mm. I didn't... So when we were chatting about doing this, I didn't mm. realise the connection to James Bond, and now I do. It's um, it's basically lots of people who worked on Superman 4 who've worked on James Bond, isn't it? Yeah, and it's also the fact that I did three, and then you jumped into my private messages to tell me you have to do four. Oh, completely. Complete. I'd have been absolutely uh, gutted slash livid if anybody else did Superman 4. Yeah, and the completest in me is like, well, there'll be a connection, I'm just going to do it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I've seen James Bond and I've seen Superman, so that if that's the tenuous connection you want, there it is. There you go, and it always bothered me, I did this in a live show a couple of years ago, Yeah, uh, but the recording did not come out very well, so you can't really hear what we're saying, so I've always wanted to do it again, if anyone Well, else. that's very on brand for yeah. Superman 4. Isn't it? Isn't it? <clears throat> I put as much care and attention to it as Canon did. Exactly. Um, yeah, so you'd seen this film before. 
So, I've so Superman and I go back mm. basically in that Superman the movie was the very first film I was taken to see in the cinema. Aww. And yeah, when I was like five, and I'm adopted, so I turned around to my mum. Basically, when it's when little baby Superman and his Willy <laughs> lift up the truck, <laughs> yeah. you know, and. Um, the uh, I turned around to her in the cinema and went, oh, he's like... Because they explained to me from the age of zero, basically, that, um, you know, the, you, what adoption You were from was. Krypton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just, they just stand me by a window and go, go on, you can do it. <laughs> you can do it. And, um, so um, I sort of kind of got the idea generally, but uh, I was I was very small, I was five, and um, I turned to my mum in this cinema, packed cinema, and I went, oh, I'm like Superman. In that they're not his real parents, but they love him. Aww. And she cried because she realised that she'd adopted somebody who talks during movies. <laughs> um, so yeah, but so, <laughs> Superman, <laughs> so yeah. Superman, I loved Superman, and it was my favourite. Mm. It still is my favourite movie for that reason and more. I think it's, I think it's just, it, it's definitely, you know, I, I hate when people say oh guilty pleasures or a bank mm. holiday film because you go, no, you don't watch it on a bank holiday because it's a bit rubbish. You watch it because you fucking love it. You yeah. know what I mean, so shut up and just allow yourself to like something. And um, so I love Superman. Mm. Superman two, I think, is just astounding. And then it kind of gets... Do you know what, Superman... Those movies are sort of like a kind of... Um, they're almost an allegory, if, if I'm using that properly, for g- growing up, mm. like childhood's end. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, when you're a kid, you've got a favourite uncle who's really fun. Mm. And then by the time you're an adult, you realise he's just a bit of an old drunk. Yeah. And um, that's Superman 4. <laughs> to be honest no, with you. no one looks well, either. That's no. I tell you, he does look all right in it. Actually, no, he looks a bit skinny in this. It's Christopher Reeve, but um, yeah. he, um, like, he, I was watching it on the best definition I could type of thing. Mm. So it, it looks sort of like it was shot yesterday, but also you can see the nicotine on Margot Kidder's teeth. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's all there. But um, so yes, I have. Sorry to, to, to stop waffling. I have seen Superman four a bunch of times, mm. but I, I would doubt I've seen it in the last fifteen to twenty years. Sure. This is when I watch sort of recreationally now and then because I just it's one of those films for me that the ten year old me went to see at the cinema. Right. It's, I still have that sense of excitement and magic embedded in it, even though I know it's crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that was Superman three for me. Mm. I went to I went to see Superman three, and I came out just going, "Oh my god!" I mean, eat shit, Godfather. You know what I mean? <laughs> it was the, so, um, and even now, even now with Superman, I still watch it through a sort of a squint of a child's eye, where I just kind mm-hmm. of, do you know what? There's not much wrong with this. There's loads wrong with it, but it, it really does bring me joy. Whereas, mm. super, how old was that? Superman Four was eighty-seven, so I would have been ooh thirteen. Yeah, going into that sort of going into that period where everything mm. was shit. So, um, I probably just I don't know. It's probably cool in my head to slag it off as well. That's probably how you got girls. Oh yeah, definitely. But going into a disc, you know, Superman throws a lot of rubble over and they're like, "Give me your cock." Yeah. But um, yeah. yeah. So a lad over there is talking about police ca- police academy for he's scoring loads of chicks. <laughs> so my beer. <laughs> but it's um, so I kind of think um, yeah maybe it was a time and a place but it's so. I was delighted when he, he said I could do this because I thought it gives me an excuse mm. to that I can explain to other people why I'm watching it, and um, and I did. I've seen it as I just said to you before we started recording. Mm. I've seen it twice in <laughs> 48 hours. So um, I don't think Christopher Reeve saw it twice. So. I, don't think, I mean, I don't, I don't I don't think many people have. I think it's he probably just went, yeah, my name's on the front. Turn it yeah. off. Well, he did this uh, as a deal. Mm. Uh, he didn't want to do it, and C- Cannon, who now held the rights, as you can tell, 
Yeah. Um, said to him, look, you do this, we'll fund any project you want. What was the name of the thing? It was Street Smart. Street Smart, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which and kind um, of launched um, Morgan Freeman. Not literally. Did it? Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's yeah. good. Well, I mean, at least, uh, you know... Something came uh, out of it. Something came out of Superman 4, Morgan yeah. Freeman's career. Yeah. But, um, ugh, I mean, it's it's it does... what what The thing that smacked me in the mouth more than anything watching it again was Gene Hackman's in it. Yeah, but I think now, this is... I, sorry, go on. Well, I knew he was, but mm. it's it's, you know... I've read so many things about Superman's where he didn't do Superman 3 because he didn't want to or something like that. You know, it I was think... more the producers. Oh, because of how they treated Richard Donner? Yes. Yes, right, fair enough. But, I mean, you don't... I, I Yeah, he, he just... It, it's like a cartoon. It's genuinely like... You know, I used, I went through a phase years ago. Of, there's a, there was a shop in London that... Um, it's gone now, the movie store, down near sort of um, Cambridge Circus, mm-hmm. that kind of way. And in their basement, they used to have all these Region 1 DVDs. You could yeah. go in and get... They were stupidly expensive. and um, But you could go in and get... Before torrenting, which you shouldn't do, um, There was you could watch films that had been released in the States but hadn't even been in the cinema here yet. And yeah. I used to go in and... I'd spend like 40 quid on something stupid, like, you know, anything. Like, I've loads of them up in the attic that I'll never watch. Shrek 2. That kind of thing, yeah, you know what sure. I mean? It would be, it would be like, yeah, that's not over here for three months. It doesn't mean you have to spend fifty quid on it, John. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what you could do is wait three months and then not go and see it anyway because you're not bothered. <laughs> but um, so I would, I'd go in there. But they used to release all these Superman cartoons from like the sixties, um, like the Superman Aquaman Adventure and things mm. like that. And they're really slight things that go, oh, a monster's come from space that eats volcanoes and he throw it into space. The end. It'd be five mm. minutes long. Yeah. Some of them have a better storyline, or Lex Luthor in them is more served better than he is in this film I I hats off to Gene Hackman for what he put up with because he has to do these lines in it where he has to say things like There's, there was a bit where he, he betrays the men who helped him get nuclear man's hair mm-hmm. Superman's hair mm. or glob that they've grown from Superman's hair into the, into the nuclear missile Hmm. And he turns around and he kind of betrays them. He says, "Yeah, get out! And don't expect a reference or something like that." It's it's just it's supposed to be really witty and pithy and sort of like Lex Luthor. But he just looks like a prick. Yeah, I mean, he just it's. But you've got this amazing actor playing him, and it's just it's sad to watch. It's the whole thing is although. As I've said to you, my opinion on it has shifted slightly, but it's there's lots of it that's quite tragic to watch. Well, I think this is that little window. They were very lucky. There was a little window that Gene Hackman had in the late eighties where he would do anything. Really? Yeah, up until Unforgiven, he did loads of shit films that you've probably never heard of. See, my big Gene Hackman, apart from the Supermans and stuff, would be mm. The French Connections, um, Mississippi Burning he's in, mm. isn't he? Mm. Um, Which, again, yeah, is around this time, isn't it? Yeah, but would be head and shoulders above Superman 4. Yeah, um, but I think films like Mississippi Burning and especially Unforgiven pulled him out of doing crap. The doldrums. Because he's mm. looking. Is he still with us? Is he? Is he? Yeah, he's still with us. Um, he's shrinking. Yeah. yeah. I keep seeing pictures yeah. of him because he's mad into cycling now. Even though he's oh, about right. ninety-three years old. Yeah. And it, yeah. Keep... I, he strikes me. He sort of seems like the sort of person, like all those seventies people who probably existed just off black coffee and cigarettes, and yeah. are now absolutely astounded that they're still alive so he's gone fuck I better cycle everywhere and jump up and down and yeah. bless him I love him I think, oh, he's, I think he's fantastic I think he's one of the greatest actors that's ever lived yeah but uh, yeah. every time I see a picture of him now it's usually he's at a bike shop and they're like oh we got a picture of him posing with the bike we've given him for free or something and he looks like a tiny little old man 
From what you said, you know, in Star Wars, I can't remember which Star Wars it is, but there's um there's a little creature with a flying helmet on and massive eyes, and it might be Rogue One. I don't know, but it's just, it's the it's that's how I like just like a little walnut with glasses on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's how I imagine him now. That's where. Oh, bless like. him. Yeah. Well, good on him. He's having a nice time. He actually retired. Not many actors do that. Well, the only two I can think of are him and um, Cameron Diaz. Mm-mm, yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just who's there's a few. Oh, this is this Chris Farley. Co- Chris Farley's retired. <laughs> he died of a drugs overdose, so it's sort of the same. Thing. That'll do it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I'm stepping away from movies. <laughs> um, the um, who was the, the who's Selma Blair? I didn't realise she's got MS. Yeah. She's, it's bloody hell. Yeah. That's well, should have cycled, but um, yeah. it's um. Yeah, well, good on him. Good on Gene, because I think uh, he just faded into obscurity and been known as the guy who says yes to everything. Yeah, sadly, his final film is quite a sad one. Which is that? It's called Welcome to Mooseport, and it's a comedy starring Ray Romano. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get into all that as we go, because first off, I mean, I'm guessing uh, the second time you watched Superman 4 in 24 hours, Mm. you again had to pick yourself off the floor with the incredible title sequence. That looks mental, doesn't it? It's like I I wondered why they couldn't just they've got those people's names as good credits. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. They could have just chopped it, edited them. It's really odd. It's like somebody's made a school movie. Yeah, and they've gone. Oh, look what we can do on the computer. And you go, well, it looks shit. And they go, yeah, yeah, but we can do it. Yeah, oh, we'll do it then. It's yeah. Their names. Their names sort of. They look like they're sparklers. Mm. Halloween sparklers, and they just sort of fall over the back of the earth yeah. from space into some sort of pit. Yeah, yeah, and it's mm. it's it's it, and then Superman for. I was struggling to think. Did, did they have big? It, when, it, when it says Superman mm. in the other movies, mm. it's not always in the Superman logo like they have on the comics, is it? No, it's so, only the first film in this one that do that. Is it? Mm. And maybe yeah. two does as well. I can't remember. I think Superman two just says Superman, and then. Well, Superman 2 has that ridiculous decision to show you the entire first film in 10 minutes as a montage. Which didn't bother me at the time, no, but really now, now, thank God for flying through that shit. That mm. should be an option on the DVD or the Blu-ray to just skip that. Yeah. Um, but it's, yeah, it's like, it's, it is 10 minutes of Superman 1. Mm. And, but, um, but yeah, the opening titles of Superman 4 are, you think... <laughs> you do think, oh, thank God they're over, and then the film starts, you think, bring back the credits, please. Yeah. It's, you know, it's... Um, it's just it's from the get go like I mean they do not they set out their mission statement and they stick to it let's put it that way mm. it's they go if you think this is cheap strap the fuck just in you because wait. yeah yeah and um, they they're annoying and mm. it's and one thing that made me sort of go oh here we go was it said music by John Williams mm. and then as an almost apologetic thing he goes music adapted by somebody else you know Alexander I mean? so, Courage the man who Alexander- wrote the Star Trek theme did he? Yeah, he's a friend of John Williams. What John Williams used to do is when he'd done a theme, yeah, and the films, you know, films will get inevitably sequelized. They'd yeah, go back to him and say, Do you "Fancy doing it again?" And he'd go, uh, "No, uh, but here's a number of my mate." What good mate to have? Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> is he a composer? He's a plumber, but he'll, yeah. he'll come in. And <laughs> but John Williams did write a theme for this. Which theme did he write? He wrote Nuclear Man's theme. That. Da, 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 da. Oh, right, okay, right. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's, well, good on Alexander Courage. Did he do the, did he do the Star Wars, Star Trek theme? He did. That, um, 
they it was on a movie, but then they used it as the theme to the Next Generation. Is that him? No, he wrote yeah. the one from the TV series. Oh, okay, all right. Well, the, the yeah. famous one. The what? The actual Star Wars Star Trek original theme? Yes. Oh well, fuck it. I take it back, Alexander. Sorry. I mean, Ooh. that's 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 um, that's pretty good going. That's yeah. Impressive. So I think that's where John Williams started, wasn't it? Doing TV themes and stuff when he was called Johnny Williams. Johnny Williams. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grow up and stop calling yourself Johnny. Yeah. It's not a grown man's name. But it's. Um, I think. Um, I. Th- I was. I take back my diss. Then that was quite snooty of me to go. Oh, it, 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 like he has every right to be on movies if he did the Star Trek theme. I mean, he, did, he didn't get good. many to be fair. So you're probably right. Maybe he was a pervert <laughs> or something. I wouldn't stop talking about that. I would literally just be dropping that into conversations yeah. left, right, and centre. Like, sorry, um, is, is, do you have a table for two? I wrote the theme to Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> well, if you'd have let me finish, yes, we've loads of tables. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah, but I just wanted, to, as you can plainly see, I know, but I just wanted to, just if you could tell everybody, table for That's... three, actually, me, my wife, and the Starship Enterprise here on wheels. <laughs> me, my wife, and this golden globe. What's it for? Oh, don't worry, <laughs> don't <Yeah>. worry. <laughs> I wonder if that's his tombstone. It just says he wrote the theme to Star Trek. Yeah, but no name. Mm. Just, just, just he wrote the theme to Star mm. Trek. What have you fucking done? Written yeah. underneath it. Yeah. So, um, oh well, that's good. So I thought that I thought that was a sign of uh, problems, but obviously not. It was just John Williams. Well, it is sort of a sign of problems. It's John Williams saying, "I'm not touching this fucking thing." Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can use what I've written because you own it, but mm. I'm not going near it again. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then what's the opening oh the people in space the Russians yeah 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 and the dude singing singing my way yeah yeah now you see even then I'm kind of going this all looks fine yeah this is okay you know this is there's nothing wrong with this and then something what is it that hits him is it a little meteorite or something like an errant satellite it looked like Oh right, okay. So he gets knocked off. Hmm. He'd be, and, and the thing is, I think with Super, there's an awful lot we won't forgive later on. But I think hmm. with these type of films, you sort of have to be slightly forgiving in their science and things like. Um, oh my because god! Because we're we're believing in an alien from another world, so we have to, you know. But yeah. Uh, that man would be stone cold dead if he, if even a pebble hit him, he'd be oh yeah fucked, yeah. you know. Yeah. And um, so if he goes fly, he goes uh, drifting off into space, and all the people are freaking out and then Superman turns up I like the fact that Superman is like a citizen of the world rather than just America he turns up and speaks to him in Russian yeah what do you do it now uh, though no he'd probably laser him to pieces he'd drop kick that fucker into the sun wouldn't he he'd kick him into a mountain in Ukraine (laughs) eat that you fuck you know (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> also, How was Superman 4? It's surprisingly dark. Yeah. Also, I'd like to point out two things. One, you saying that the satellite would kill that man. That mm. if, is a drawing of an iceberg. That would be the comment at the very top in terms of weird science things that don't work in this film. That Yeah, I mean... I mean, coming up at the end, there's a doozy. Two doozies. Oh, God. I mean, I don't know exactly what you're talking about. We yeah. haven't even discussed this, by the way, but I know immediately what you're talking about. Yeah. It's um, So he says... <laughs> And then this is my Superman nerd head on, kind mm. of going. I said this. I said this to my wife, and she reacted accordingly. Okay. But um, there's a, he puts him back into the spaceship and mm. uh, says something like, "I'd be better off singing inside." Mm. And um, the guy sort of stirs at him, jaw dropped, and sort of waves at him. And I said to I said to my wife, "Say, I don't buy this." If this was Superman 1, yeah, because no one's ever seen this guy before, but everybody knows who Superman yeah. is now. You know, so it's like he's going, what the fuck is this guy? It's, you know like, if, this guy it's is? like if you were visiting Jamaica and saw the Lilt Man. Everyone knows about the Lilt Man. Yeah, if I was the first person to see the Lilt Man, 
I would wave with it, wave it and make my jaw on the floor, yeah. rightly so. Yeah. But now I'd be like, all right, you know what I mean? If you, I'd probably man. be like, oh, fucking hell, don't knock. Here he comes. Here comes the little man, fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> But, well, oh, also, God. part of me being a middle-aged man now, yeah. watching this, I'm watching the capsule they're in where he's outside. Mm. You couldn't swing a cat in there. No, and it's he's on top of it. He's a he's a model of a man on top of a model, mm. and he's he's pretty much half the size of it. Mm. And then, oh no, is he? He's yeah, pretty much. He's, he's half the size of inside. And then when it gets to him being put inside the actual set they've built, it, there's a fucking there's loads of people in there. They're all you know, and you think mm. doesn't hold up, doesn't stack up at all. No, uh, and you go, well, but then you think to yourself, well, at least this is the only problem I'll have with this film. Yeah, from here you on know. in, we're on easy street. Absolutely, <laughs> you know, yeah, <laughs> they were obviously having a tough day then, but it's all fine now. And um, then so, he goes, sadly he flew down to earth with that errant satellite and shoved it up Vladimir Putin's arsehole yeah, rightly so. Yeah. Eat this. Yeah. But um, he... Where does he go then? He's well, he goes to a, Smallville. Goes to Smallville. I liked all that. And again, because I, I was thinking, oh, it's nice to see that farm. Although it is, again, quite sad, because at the beginning of Superman 1, both parents alive, hail and hearty, everything's mm. fine. Mm. And then at the end, he's selling it on, because they're both dead. And um, he... Was he... Who played his mum? Was it, it wasn't even Reese Saint. She was Superman Returns, wasn't That's she? Superman uh, Returns. I don't think it was anyone... I can't remember her name old lady old lady yeah um she so they've gone and he has and Susanna York comes back to do this voiceover doesn't she this isn't sort of lifted yeah because they can't afford Brando could you imagine Brando mm. in this well, you, I think they asked they, him I think yeah. yeah I mean that's another that's a showbiz story for one of the producers Marlon Brando told me to fuck the fuck off um there's no, there's no. I mean, there's no real place for actors in this. I, no. I, you know, so Brando, I understandably would have said no. But there's all the stuff. I like all the stuff with the. See, I loved all the Krypton stuff when I was a kid. I thought the Krypton stuff was quite boring. Mm. You know, I just wanted mm. it to get to the fucking bit where he's flying about. And um, but uh, you know, it's nice to hear Lara. It's nice to hear um, <laughs> those big lads, the, the heads, the one who builds know. his part a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Betrayed. What does betrayed, he say? Betrayed. Betrayed. Because right. I always, I, I think, is this because I, I, I try to rationalise things. I think has Jarrell and Lara gone around saying, "Look, I'm going to send him off to a planet where he's going to need guidance and stuff." So, could you record stuff for him just to help him on his way? Just as he goes through life, he can sort things, and he'll be it'll help him get his head together. Or are they some sort of weird psychic link into the past where he's accessing the? personality of a dead Kryptonian and I don't know if it was hacked <laughs> one of them's just <laughs> yes. showing his knob look at this he just gets Kryptonian's a chap roulette <laughs> just, <laughs> just lots of old men's cocks just <laughs> off. Trevor Howard massaging his balls yeah William Russell from Doctor Who just yeah. with a fucking stonker <laughs> and then just this man in the background going betrayed betrayed you think, you're the worst you're just screaming betrayed at him at least you know I mean, Susanna York should say at one point, where the fuck have you lot come from? Exactly. Me and my husband made this. <laughs> what have you done? We're making a lovely thing for our baby that we're never going to see again, and you're wandering screaming in the background. But um, One of them was Lobot, wasn't he? Lo- was he Lobot from Empire Strikes Back? The bald fella? Yes. Yeah. Is he the guy who goes betrayed? No, no, no. He was. In, I mean, in the first one, when they they got... Oh, the first one. Decent okay. people in. This, this old fella, I think they just found around the back of the bins. He was probably just throwing the back of me and screaming, he played, anyway. We can use and that, went, we can use that. Get a camera out there, quick. Get him out there. Shave him. <laughs> but I should point out, a, a kudos to the production designer of this film. 
Why? Uh, because this Smallville location looks mm. like Smallville. Oh, yeah, I know what you're going to say. But it yeah. was shot in Baldock in North Hertfordshire. Yeah, yeah, and I, I genuinely... Uh, I only read that last night, um, mm. and I thought to myself... It's nice. I thought I was a bit confused because I thought they've not they've not been in America at all. They couldn't even go to New because Christopher Reeve said there was there's a part of it where if it was in Superman one they would have closed off a big street in yeah. New York mm. and he'd stroll down with loads of people going fucking bananas, mm. which would have been amazing. Mm. Uh, and in this, it's him and some pigeons and a couple of board at Milton Keynes train station. Yeah, just some extras in the background going. I've got mm. Grange Hill next week, mm. and it's like um, the the um, I've been to Milton Keynes train station. The view. No, I'd like to visit one day. I mean, you get you get the best of it in this film. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? It's it's. It was a fairly still a new town at this point, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, pretty much. But it's it's. Um, I mean, Milton Keynes itself is. I did a gig there, and you can, I came out of. The best part of it was I came out of the train station and looked back and went, "Oh yeah, yeah, Metropolis." That, and then went and did the gig. That's it. That's it. You don't need to go. It's, no. uh, that's what you get from. It. But um, the sorry, you were saying the production designer with the with the Smallville thing. That's what that's what confused me. I am. Um, yeah. I saw it and I went, "Oh." So they've obviously filmed this bit in America because That's what it does I look really thought. good. Yeah, yeah, looks great. Yeah, I mean, obviously they probably had to do it from a certain angle, so you don't see like the M the M twenty five or anything. Or yeah, and it's I mean it's probably the just Wurzels. Some... <laughs> <laughs> They'd have added to it. The Wurzels singing Combine Harvester would have been. I've fine. got a brand new Fortress of Solitude. It's <laughs> 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 like that. And there's no Fortress of Solitude in this at all. Is there? Is the Fortress of Solitude? Yeah, there is a Fortress. There's Fortress of Solitude. It's not in three, but it's in this one. Where is it? Uh, oh, there, there is. Yes, there is. Yeah. Sorry, there is. He goes there when he goes yeah. to think about, you know, not interfering with history or, or boys. <laughs> yeah, My son, boys, It is forbidden for you to forbi- for interfere <laughs> with children. <laughs> no matter how much the kid says he wants you to. Oh, okay. What What have we talked about? Look what happened to the bloke who did it before. He just screaming betrayed on the screen for the rest of eternity. But um, remember Kinky Ron from Krypton. What happened to him? We <laughs> <laughs> well, shouldn't have gone on chat roulette. I know, uh, not junior chat roulette. Junior chat roulette, definitely not. Oh God! But it's it's. Um, <laughs> That's yeah. That's when he goes to ponder. But I like. I, I thought the. Um, I like the way that um, there's. Lo- this is still quite. Even though it's 1987, the man who turns up is sort of a throwback to that kind of tobacco Definitely. chewing. Definitely. Yeah. You know, uh, sheriff. Mister Hornsby. Yeah. Oh, you're as stubborn as your father. Like, I just don't want to sell the fucking thing for flats. Get it into your head. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, I want a real farmer working here. In 1987, there aren't any the, real t- farmers anymore, Clark. That's progress. Yeah, is it? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I could. I he could sounds like Brexit. Today. Yeah, uh-huh. well, he'd have he'd have voted for Brexit. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Politics, so would Clark. Yeah. He Do said he doesn't believe in progress. Uh, he literally yeah. says that. And he could spin the world backwards and change it all back to the good old days. Yeah. Suddenly, Mister Hornby's got like platform shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the only change. That's, the only <laughs> that's literally the only change. <laughs> Everything else is exactly the same. Not a stitch else has changed. You're just wearing massive platform shoes. Gee, thanks, Clark. <laughs> I didn't like that modern world, but here we are, living the dream. <laughs> is John Lennon still dead? Yeah, yeah. But Good, Mr. Yeah. Holby's got platform shoes. <laughs> Look at him go. Just roll me back to the day after Lennon was killed and I'm wearing massive shoes and I'll be as happy as a pig and shit. Can you do that for me? 
I'm Superman. I can do what I like. That would be fucking brilliant. But, um... <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Do you know what would be brilliant? What would be brilliant if you could do this film again, but have it that the Russian at the start gets hit by a baseball. Because <laughs> 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 there's loads of them floating around in orbit. I think you could do some editing easily there, couldn't you? You could take that, yeah, oh. easily. I mean, because then it's. I don't know why he d- <laughs> Superman. Do, do you know Christopher Reeve's Superman? Everybody looks at him as this sort of really, really benign, lovely man, mm. and I think ninety nine percent of the time that's who he is right yeah right but there's a few bits and there's there's a couple no the, the baseball thing here isn't it's excusable i, I know suppose. exactly what you're going to say and i agree with you 100 yeah. percent. he can be quite the petulant little he's bitch a complete he dick in this film yeah yeah but there's a there's a there's a there's a little bit in superman 2 where he sort of does a similar thing where he goes back to that diner at the end mm. and beats up that trucker now the trucker deserves to be beaten up but you are superman yeah so Superpowers restored. So mm. be careful. You could flick his head off. I mean, Jesus you know I mean? didn't and come back and like do a flying kick into the moneylenders, did he? Didn't he? Or maybe he did. The the, the fourth guy. I mean, yeah. If I was Jesus, Jesus didn't do enough. Mm. <laughs> That's <laughs> anybody listening to this podcast just scrolling through. Yeah. <laughs> just, Jesus didn't do enough. And then winding back a bit and hearing about platform shoes and John Lennon. Yeah, and we're mm. glad he's dead because he was a hippie. But that's the, yeah. the character, not us. Um, mm. But he. Um, yeah, he sort of when he when he hits the baseball, so he talks to that man, and that man's a bit annoying, and he drives off. Mister Hornby he, on the range, Mister Hornby on the range, Bruce. He um mm. he then Superman, well Clark belts a baseball bat into space, and not a baseball bat, a baseball. Baseball, yeah. He yeah. He hit the bat with the ball just because he can. Ball. Yeah, mm. and he's like, but he does that for no one's benefit but his own. No, just out of pure frustration and rage. Yeah, because I, I, he's going to be in Superman four. 
<laughs> he's just seen the next scene. He's like, oh, fucking hell. Just well, sets fire imagine, to imagine, right, Johnny, imagine if, like, a mile away from Earth, there were a little alien and a little spaceship approaching to give us the cure for all known diseases, and that mm. baseball went through his head and killed him. And it's just an alien... We're yeah. all smiley and lovely, like mm. the most. It makes ET look like a fucking prick, like the most cute yeah, alien the ever. Thing. And it just—he's a, a, the best scientist that the universe has ever produced. And he's coming. He's going, here I am, my last planet on the list. I've cured every disease in the known universe, mm. and here we are at Earth. Oh, look at all the children running a planet. This fucking ball goes through its face. And, it's just, <laughs> and we just follow the baseball as it sails on through space. Little bits of brain. And just then his ship crashes, crashes into an orphanage. Everyone dies. Yeah. Yeah, I hope I don't crash with this most powerful of nuclear bombs powered by <laughs> powered by the AIDS virus, and which in my world is a good thing. To us, it is like drinking of water. <laughs> Cup of AIDS, thank you. Ooh, how refreshing! <laughs> Just all these kids running around on fire with AIDS because Superman couldn't sell his house. Yeah. That's that's what... Didn't have the gumption to let a supermarket be built there, which it will be in 30 years anyway. Be fucking little in 30 years. He's going to sell this fucking thing to a farmer. The farmer's going to give it five years of growing nothing and then sell it to little. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like... It's just... I'm going down the pan. I've got a penny to my name. I'm going to give it to fucking Walmart or whatever and... Superman, oh, hit as many baseballs as you like, you fucking prick. Yeah. But um, so then he goes, he's he does that and goes into space, and this is all. It's, I still don't have any real problem with it so far. Like there's no. bits of there's bits of chunky kind of um, special effects where he looks through the wall and the wall, like he uses his X-ray vision and the wall sort of. It, it's not like X-ray vision we've seen before, but that's fine. You know, it's um, it's all grand. He does look at Mister Hornby's cock ring. <laughs> yeah. Like for ages, the X-ray visions <laughs> that, and it's like bloody hell. And then he has that thought of you wouldn't have thought he'd have one. He seems like the last man that you would have one. That's why he's slightly off with him when he's there. No, I just I don't want to. Just you, you head off. No, but I just uh, we, let's talk about this. No, you just get in your car. But you said car you were going to sell. No, I'm not. I'm not interested now. <clears throat> but we were going to go swimming. I don't want to know, Mister Hornby. <laughs> And as he turns around, he goes, oh, God, he's got love eggs in as well. Oh. <laughs> From the waist down, Mr. Holmes is basically metal and plastic. And it's, that's, that's why he's in such a permanent good mood. Oh, you're as obstinate as your dad. Yeah. You're a handsome, handsome dad. You're such a beautiful, beautiful man. <laughs> so I'm trying to hug him. Get off. <laughs> Ooh, you won't see this coming. What, the ball? The ball. Your dad said you kicked this cot when you had a nightmare one night. What, what were you dreaming about? Why Why aren't you looking at the cock? <laughs> why are you staring at my cock? <laughs> we're talking about this cock. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Just Maybe you'll get away from the baby's bed. All right. <laughs> I was going to give this to you to give to your grandson, but I think maybe I won't now. I'm going to throw it in the bin. <laughs> set fire to it in my eyes, so nobody nobody ever has to touch it again. Mr Hornby's think... like, oh, my knob's suddenly really hot. Ah, got to go. <laughs> hot than usual. <laughs> And it normally gets to quite the temperature. It's um, I I liked the bit with the cart. I thought that was yeah, quite sweet. It's very That's sweet. a nice little bit. Yeah, it's um, it, the thing is though, if you live in a world right, so I mean, the, you can't dig, dig too, too deep into these things. But if you if you're in that world and you mm. live in that world, and there's a thing, there's a person called Superman, and you were to even Wikipedia him, and just go, all right, 
Yeah, he appeared around, and you just extrapolate it back to where basically Clark's what thirty five in this thirty something like that. Yeah, it must be. You yeah. go, so, didn't he appear in the in the fifties? Because in Superman one, uh, they're all listening to Rock Around the Clock and stuff. Yes, and, that's um, right. You know. um, so let's say he appeared. Superman appeared around about nineteen forty-two. Mm. That's when he was, you know. I think it says nineteen thirty-eight, the beginning. But then he has to travel from Krypton, doesn't he? So, yeah, he's about when he arrives. Yeah. So yeah. So he's yeah. Mm. If, if 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 babies are kicking the the ends of cots and like all of those kind of things, you could pretty much work out Clark Kent as Superman. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you, you wouldn't just go. <laughs> your dad was hilarious. He said you kicked the end off your cot and then threw his tractor into the moon. <laughs> Anyway, bye, Clark, and Clark only. You're nobody else. Good day. <laughs> Your dad used to say that he was really worried you were going to snap his neck accidentally yeah. <laughs> when you were three years old, and I don't know why. Yeah, he said that one time you were lifting out of the bath and you pulled his spine out a bit. <laughs> anyway, you don't want to sell it to a developer. Okay, bye. He said you but, stroked um, the dog's head and crushed it. <laughs> <laughs> How many dogs did you have in the end, Clark? We had 27. <laughs> We had 20 when I was one, and as I got to get older, I learned how to trick them. Oh. Just this baby smushing dogs into the ground. What a, what a crazy packs. story your dad used to tell. <laughs> anyway, I better go. Oh, oh. <laughs> Limps to the car. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Are you all right? I'm better than all right, mate. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> it snagged on my trousers. Oh, I'll help you. No, no, I like it. Um <laughs> So then, so then we cut to Metropolis with the same, and I can't believe they have the balls to use it, the same establishing shot they use in the first Superman film where everyone's wearing flares. Is it? Yeah. Is it? So it's that road scene we see, mm. that street scene, yeah. with Clark crossing the road. Oh. That, that's not... That's Superman 2, isn't it? Oh, no, sorry, I'm being an idiot. Sorry, I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, he crosses the road in um, Elstree. Right. And then we cut to the London Underground that they've dressed to look like the subway, where it looks like the London oh, Underground. God, yeah, by sticking the sticking a sign up saying Uptown mm. in there. And it's like, it is, it's, it makes you, watching that makes you, me kind of uh, pine for London. I just mm. go, oh yeah, there's the tube. Yeah. And it looks, they've done, they've done the bare minimum to make it look like bare it's not minimum. London. Yeah. You know, and um, it's, is it Elstree that he goes down the uh, tube in? Yeah, then? yeah. Yeah, because I, I looked that up as well. Um, out in Elstree now, there's a fucking massive Tesco. Yes. And that was part of the studios until... That's I guess where Hoth was at Empire Strikes Back, and it's now a Tesco. Hoth was where Tesco is? Yeah. Oh, that's disappointing. Yeah. I mean, it's a good Tesco, but mm, it's, yeah. uh, you know, but it's a bit... Hoth's, I don't know, Hoth's better than Tesco. But, um, so yeah, he goes into the tube and... Bumps into the, the, see. There's a lot. There's an awful lot. Of, I like Margot Kidder. It's it's interesting now that we've got all of her life to look back on. Mm. Um, that you can sort of see. I don't think she was as because she was a bit of a girl, and that's a bit mean because everybody mm. you know. But, but but she 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 lived a seventies life. Mm. Like she was. I think she. I don't know if she went out with Richard Pryor or she did. Yeah, Brief, she did. Briefly yeah. had an affair. I think. Okay, so I had a bit of a thing with him and lived with somebody else who she was a flatmate of another woman who they were proper good time girls. So I'd say she spent a lot of her time just taking drugs and being mm. hammered, you mm. know what I mean? And um and stuff. But in this she looks healthier than she's looked in I think it's Superman two, she looks emaciated. She yeah, looks she really does. um her cheekbones are not good. You can definitely like, tell where they the Leicester shots compared to the Donna shots, yeah. She looks When did she look in the Leicester shots, um, I'm trying to think what the, what the Leicester shots were. I'd have to go back and have a look. 
But yeah. I seem to remember the Fortress of Solitude stuff. Is that Donna or Lester? I used to really know all this stuff, but I can't remember yeah. anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's um, but she does. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it, it'd be interesting to watch Superman. Well, Superman is brilliant. You should watch it. But I mean, it's it's um, yeah. You've probably got her looking quite fine, and then looking like she's just been out under fucking rip for like three days solid. Yeah. Um, but she looks she looks fine in this. She looks like she's had a meal and a sleep, and um, but her character distressed over the smallest things mm. um, like when when Clark comes down onto the platform and the, the doors close and she's she's on the tube mm. and she's like Clark Clark and you think he'll just get the next he'll one it's fine, next tube. it's fine do you know what you'll see him at work it's okay you she, know what I mean and, uh, she did an interview for the um, <clears throat> the film programme visited the set mm. when they were doing office stuff all the Daily Planet stuff and she did an interview and did not hold back at all good for her about the fact that she'd been sidelined as the love interest oh. because she was deemed to be too old is that true mm. yeah, oh she, that's mean she says it that's... in the interview and um she was not holding back well good on her yeah i, mean, I think it's a bit how, how old how old was margot Margo kid is probably the same age as christopher Reeve. yeah if not maybe slightly younger i think possibly mm. yeah and Marielle hemingway mm. is in this film 25 or 26 she yeah. was born she, she was born in 61 so mm. it's really interesting to look up people's ages now mm. who you thought were like proper grown ass adults who well I mean she was when I was a child mm. but she's only 11 years older than me yeah. so you know um, 12 years older than me but yeah but I think that's yeah but uh, welcome to Hollywood Margot I, I mean, mean so if she did if she just snogged you in 1987 I mean quite yeah. rightly she'd have been a paedophile Oh, oh, I was going to say I wouldn't have told every, anyone. I would have told everybody. Well, that, um, then you'd enter into a conspiracy of silence. Yeah, yeah. but on the flip side, yeah. there's every every cloud. Yeah. You're getting off with Marielle Hemingway, True. so True. I didn't. I didn't fancy her at the time. No, um, I didn't. Didn't find her attractive. There wasn't. She's I, objectively now. I look at her and she go, oh, "Yeah, she's a good-looking woman." But um, the best woman in the Superman franchise is Annette O'Toole as Lana Lang. Mm. Yeah, I would yeah. absolutely agree with that. Mm. I mean, we're, we're we're ignoring Pamela Stevenson, um, of course. But um, but yes, as a as a as a wholesome love interest, um, mm. Annette O'Toole. I mean, Annette O'Toole in the early Smallvilles is very good looking as well. I never I mean? watched any of that. It's not really worth watching. No, it's, didn't it's, look it's, it. They tickle your balls a lot. In that um, they, um, as, just as you're losing interest and going, this is fucking Dawson's Creek with somebody able to fly. Mm. Um, they go, you'll hear the voice of Jarrell, and you go, oh. And so that keeps you going for the mm. seven or eight episodes, and then you're you're falling away, and then somebody, another survivor, of Krypton turns up, and they just keep dragging you back in. It's not very good. Mm. It, it's 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 loaded. Yeah, Shit, it didn't but, look um, good. But can I ask you yeah. a question, Johnny? Go on. If you're driving a uh, subway train in inverted commas, mm. and you have a uh, heart attack, and Superman rescues you, yeah, would you want medical attention immediately, or would no. you want him to wait and do a speech? <laughs> No, I wouldn't. I'd be grateful for the fact mm. that because all that would be going through my head <laughs> mm. as I suffered a potentially fatal heart attack <laughs> was, ah, oh, I sped up a bit. Yeah. I hope the people on the train don't think the subway's in any way dangerous. Yeah. Thanking my lucky fucking stars as the paramedics were battling to get to me <laughs> that some cunt in his, his pyjamas <laughs> was blocking the door. Going, Just want you all to know. 
that the he lets he lets two of them in, yeah. and so they're, they're obviously going. Oh, we we'll get this bloke out, get him to hospital, lickety split. Yeah. <laughs> and then he says, "Gentlemen, one moment." So he tells them to stop, <laughs> and he says, "I'd like all the people back there to know that our subway system is still the safest and most reliable means of public transportation." We'll walk back and tell him. <laughs> Walk back and tell them individually. Yeah. Well, this poor fucker can be thrown in an ambulance and taken away. It's, <laughs> it's. Just, <laughs> do you know what they should? I want somebody to go back and re-edit this film. And all they've got to do, they don't need to clean up the effects. They don't need to do anything else. They don't need to put Clive Mantle in again. Mm. All they need to do is have him go. Uh, and it's really, it's proper Christopher Reeve serious face. He's going. I just want everybody to know yeah, yeah, that yeah. the subway is still the safest way to travel mm. uh, around this town. And, uh, and then you just have a little beat, and then in the background you just hear somebody going. Is he all right? You know, <laughs> that's what I'd have yeah. because it's 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 mental. That that I actually went back on that because I just thought Superman is potentially killing this man. Yeah, imagine the scene later in the hospital. I'm afraid um, your husband is uh, brain damaged beyond repair. I mean, if we'd have got to him thirty seconds earlier, yeah, we three. could have saved him. He didn't have enough oxygen to the brain for that. Yeah, what happened? Why didn't you get to him in time? Um, Superman was telling everyone the train's safe. <laughs> Could you imagine what happened to Superman? Yes, saved him. Thank God. No, well, initially, initially he did. And then he stood in the way with his bulletproof body uh, of all of the people who could have potentially said, didn't even fly him to hospital. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He could have had that man in hospital in fucking five seconds, but he, yeah. I think in another film where they had more than 10 quid to spend on this, you'd have probably had him like ripping the front of the train off and flying the man to hospital. Yeah, but even if you've got the money, the, the, not got the money, the other option isn't to potentially kill him. Mm, that's true. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. It's, so, uh, yeah, he. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a Superman 4 in my head where they had Superman 1 money. Mm, and mm. that it's... That well, I think that was the deal initially, wasn't it? Because they gave half the budget to Masters of the Universe. Masters of the Universe is very interesting in that um, it was... Wasn't Masters of the Universe two written? Yes, and because Masters of the Universe was such a flop, they it became cyborg, cyborg, yeah, John Claw Van Damme film. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't think I've seen. I, I definitely have seen Cyber. Do you, I don't know if you're like me when you were a kid and like the summers would arrive and you realised you'd nothing to do. Yeah. So you would go to the video shop yeah. pretty much every day. Yeah. And rent. You try and get the big new thing that had just come out, but mm. you'd also get. Um, about three or four um, cyborgs or Highland oh, yeah. 2s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because well, you'd be dictated to by the trailers of the one you just watched. Yeah, yeah. and also you'd be you'd be really hedging your bets as to what might have tits. Mm. Oh, so yeah. you'd be yeah. going, right, I might see tits in this. I, saw, I loved Highlander. They can definitely not fall. I mean, Highlander 2 is going to be gold. Oh, absolutely. And, um, you know, and so, yeah, because yeah, obviously the canon, there's a documentary about canon mm. films. Electric which, Boogaloo, if you've not seen it, ladies and gentlemen, very good. It's a treat. It's mm. really interesting, and you get to see brilliant clips from loads of stuff. Mm. But um, but it's it's also very. It's lots of people giggling, really, mm. and some angry people. But lots of people going, "I yeah, I was can't the- believe we did that. I can't believe we put a ninja in everything." Surprise, yeah. there's not a ninja in this. <laughs> oh, see, that's the, that's that, that comes back to my point. Basically, mm. you would go and try and rent out the new blockbuster, anything with a ninja. Mm-hmm. And I think I've seen all the American ninja films. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I must have done, but um, but but they were, yeah all the canon films and you, in that documentary you've got men like who were the weapons man on back, on Back to the Future on um, uh, Masters of the Universe just laughing just yeah. Going, yeah we didn't really know what we were doing just turn yeah. up an elstree stand outside of a fag yeah. action brilliant but um, so he where are we now he's pulled he saved that man 
and he's flown Ish. off without saying hello to Lois. Yeah, you see another dick move. Mm. He does that a few times. Yeah, and it's all... I get it in Superman 1 where you kind of go, I better not get too close in case she recognises me as the new bloke at work. But, you know, we're if we're going... If this film follows the same timeline as real life, we're ten years into this now. Yes. Nine years, you yeah. know. And um, she's she's also... And we'll come to this. She, she also knows he's Superman still. No, she doesn't. Right. Because we'll of the events just, of Superman 2. Yeah, but... We don't want to jump too far ahead, but um, we'll get to it. Mm. But the bit where he takes her flying for no reason. Yeah. We'll talk about that when it happens. Yeah, um, please. We'll, we'll definitely get there. But he's... I, I was... Well, we can agree to disagree at the moment, but I think I think she does. But um, so he goes away, and does he go back to his, to the Daily... This is something I saw He like, goes last to the Daily night. Planet, and yeah. we meet Sam Wanamaker's David Warfield. Yeah. A tabloid Who? tycoon who's supposed to be Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. He, yeah. he wants to turn the Daily Planet planet into a tabloid. Oh, blimey. <laughs> what does the size of the paper have to do with anything? It's just it's evil. Yeah, but, it's um, got tits on the front as well. Yeah, yeah. And he uh, and Jackie Jackie Cooper's in it for... Mm. Jackie Cooper must have got some... He, that must have been a, a nice payday for him because he could have done his, his two scenes. Maybe he has three or four scenes. Oh, you were going to say City and Guilds. Um, yeah, he's <laughs> in it. He got to do a city in Gills while filming this. <laughs> yeah, he's in two scenes. He turns up or and three. gets crossed. Three, he's in three. I think you get I think there's this scene. Then there's the, I'm not take, I'm fed up with taking this line down, I'm going downtown. And then at the end. Good. And then he's got yeah, because you know when uh, so basically if you ever if 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 you've ever written a script, hmm. people will say to you, Where's such and such while this is going on? You know what I mean? It's like because mm. somebody, you know, you know, in Happy Days, um, Richie Cunningham's brother went upstairs mm. in an episode and mm. just never came, never back. came back that again, was, never came back again. Yeah. Um, who he's also is also Brad in um, in Superman three. He is, yeah, um, yeah. Gavin O'Hallery. That's him, born mm. in Dublin. Yeah, um, his dad's the old man from Robocop. Is he? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. So he's and I. I looked because uh, when you and Paul did Superman three, I looked up this Gavin O'Halloran because I thought he had that. He was that bloke who played a prick and everything. Yeah, he did. He had that. Yeah, he had you know that kind of like sort of slightly greasy moustache and his hair was a bit. I mean, on paper describing him, he was sounds handsome, but mm. in the he was always that kind of dickhead, and um, he. Um, yeah, this is where we go off on tangents. Where we go, Richie Cunningham's brother, and mm. now we're discussing Gavin Arnold. Mm. But yeah, he was he had a great he had a great career. Oh, Gavin, yeah, but um, did loads. But um, so Perry White goes, I'm off downtown, and we assume at the end we, we don't know what he's doing, but at mm. the end he's gone off to the bank to get investments yeah. to get investments, mm. and um, which wouldn't work in real life. You, if you go, listen, I'm on an editor's salary. Mm. Um, Rupert Murdoch's just bought my paper. I'd like to borrow some money to buy him out. They go, mm, I bet you would. Okay, bye. You know what I mean? It's like, um, so, but he manages, again, but that's, that's a Mr. Hornsby says, what's the for me? <laughs> what are you doing, Mr. Hornsby? Why you, you seem taller. <laughs> Look at my shoes. <laughs> Superman just spun me back in time. We got my fancy shoes. But um, he, so he, he goes off in a fit peak to go downtown. I like, I like Mr. Mr. Warfield because there's little to no doubt that he's bad. Like mm. Sam, Sam Wanamaker doesn't. There's no nuance in this. At you all. mean Shakespearean actor shouts Sam Wanamaker? <laughs> he just turns up and shouts at everything. It's brilliant. I want this guy to get fucked. And he's okay. I want to know if maybe this money went towards rebuilding the globe. The globe theatre. Mm. 
I mean, he was big hope- behind that, wasn't he? Was he? I, yeah. I, I, well, you know, it, again, out of something bad, something good. If if, mm. he, if that's where he stuck his cash, good on you, Sam. I mean, I um, I read an interview with Brian Cox mm. from Succession and many things where he said uh, back in the... I was in a play with Brian Cox back in the 90s, uh, the, the Master Builder, mm. and he said what he does was he does a movie. doesn't really matter how bad it is. Hopefully it won't be, but mm. he does a movie for tons of money, and then he puts it into putting on, say an Ibsen play or a Shakespeare play that nobody else will put on, but he'll put it on at the Riverside or something for like two months mm. using that money. And uh, you kind of go, well, that's, that's, that's a good thing to do. So if Sam Wanamaker is strolling through this, bellowing his guts out to give his money to something good mm. and fab, if he's put it in the bank and spent it, he should be ashamed because I don't think he's very good in this. No, he's terrible. He's terrible. It's, um, you know, inexperienced actor, Marielle Hemingway, looks like she's putting manners on him in some scenes. Absolutely, you know yeah. Uh, and um, I guess it's just... Look, I guess it's maybe somebody's gone Superman and he's gone, oh, the, th- the cartoon I used to watch in the 40s when I was a boy, something like that, and he's just turned up playing that baddie. He's probably said, what's th- what's the bunts? How much bunts am I getting? Yeah, how like, many... Uh, what's brand. the Hamlets? Yeah. Goes, what are you talking about? That's what I call money. Yeah. Oh. That's what you're... Any any actor with a soul calls it the Hamlets, but um, so he's there giving out shit and wanting to put tits in the paper. And but well, you get um, one of my two of my favourite Perry White lines in this film, which is, "If you think I'm going to stand here and yet let you turn this grand old lady into one of your bimbos," <laughs> that's brilliant. Yeah, mm. you see, he there, you see, there you go. You've got both of those men, mm. titans of acting mm. in the one scene, and Jackie Cooper is is. He, uh, he's lovely. I think he's. I, I, I love mean, him. Yeah, I what used to amazing scared bit of casting as Perry White. What a lucky bit of casting. I mean, mm. how fortunate. Uh, see, I suppose with Superman the movie, um, it was uh, it, it, in you know because we were children, so we mm. just went, oh, they made a Superman film. Yeah. But around Hollywood at the time, they must have been going. They're making a movie of Superman. They go, good luck. And they go, no, no, Marlon Brando's in it. What? Yeah, and Glenn Ford, and and suddenly, like, so basically, it, it probably was the thing to be in. Like, I mean, because mm. geniusly they cast, you know, little known Christopher Reeve as Superman, but mm. surrounded them by titans. So, I guess you look at Superman Four and you go, did Jackie Cooper just come back? He wouldn't have, he wouldn't have been on a contract or anything. Do you know what I mean? It's like no, it, it's, it's probably like a Bond gig, you know. And it's like, oh, well, of course, Perry White's going to be in the next one because he's in all of them. He's like M. Exactly, isn't he? he is. You yeah. know, he's M. It's basically you know um, any of those lads playing M. Where did they film most of the Bonds? It was Pinewood, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's basically just. Do you want to? Are you free on Tuesday to do all your scenes? Mm. Yeah, I'll pop out and just go. Bond, go and do this. Okay, and cut and action. Well done, Bond. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> who was who was the podcaster? It was Al Murray, I think, where he's talking about. You, you both discussed that in depth how many times M's watched Bond fucking, and oh, I yeah. think <laughs> that's it cheered me up. Yeah. But um, it just how many times has Jackie Cooper watched Superman fucking? Um, but yeah, he goes off to do his. He goes downtown. Do we know what he's going to do, or is it not at that surprise? point? We don't know. He, said, he just says, "I'm tired of taking this line down," which maybe he's in there with Mr. Hornsby again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of taking this lying down up against the wall and bent over my desk. I'm out of here. Limping down the stairs. Can I come? I think you've come enough, Mr. Hornsby. But then we get interrupted because yes. there's suddenly young 
Jimmy Olsen comes in, who by now is what, 43 years 60s. old? 60s. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Says, uh, he's coming on now. And it's the president to say that, unfortunately, we have no choice to be- become second to none in the nuclear arms race. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure that's the sort of thing a president would go on the telly and say. No. You know what I mean? It's like, you can, in, the, in, the, in the Oval Office, they go, you know, this will cause widespread panic and possibly looting. Uh, yeah, I think we should let them know, though. You know, it's just... And I should look really, really devastated and tired. Yeah. Like, I know it's the end of the world. Yeah. He's in hands, hasn't he? Sorry? He's almost got his head in his hands, the mm. president, when he's mm. making the thing. It's, uh, so he comes on and says that, and... Then we cut then, to a school. Where they're watching the news. Oh. I mean, I... I that's it's there's all kinds of decisions like fiction in, in the in the fiction of the world there's all kinds of decisions that are are bad like the president shouldn't go and tell you go well looks like we're gonna fucking have to die you know yeah yeah we're gonna have to get all our weapons and just point them at each other and then it cuts to a school where the teacher's gone we're gonna stop doing maths for a second and i'm just gonna put this on to freak the shit out of you um because you're all 12 mm. and um and then jeremy's looking out the window why because he's a dreamer and um they all go. You look at Jeremy in, in that because we were all Jeremy at that point. You know mm. what I mean? We're all the, we're all the kid at school that just nobody understood. And you go, oh, I know, I know, I know who Jeremy is because I'm Jeremy. And they go, oh, let's ask Jeremy. Maybe he'll know. And they're mocking mm. him. And then he turns around, and then the most aggressive, angry cunt voice just goes, "Well, I've got some. I've got something exclusive for you, Johnny. Go on. Do you, you gonna, I played Jeremy. No, I knew Jeremy at this time. Get fucked. No, honestly, I lived in a place called Carpenters Park. Right, which is just North London, yeah. and there was a U.S. Army base there, and we used to all play at the school where I went, mm. and he used to come down there and skateboard, and I ended up hanging around with him, and then realised it was Jeremy from Superman Four. <laughs> so, just right, there's a lot to unpack there. Yeah. Uh, he was he Jeremy to be, or had he been Jeremy at this stage? I, I've got a vague memory that he was. Jeremy to be and then I met him later after he'd been Jeremy I think because I, pl- wow. I probably hung out with him and, and all his other friends and my brother and our friends yeah probably over the course of a few months over a, you know over a, maybe a few weeks sorry over a summer so I think it might yeah. have been the summer they were shooting this so that would have been 1986 yeah about that yeah bloody hell and was mm. he nice no wasn't he <laughs> he was all right but he was just like he is here I know we'd do some good yeah, 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 it's just it. You couldn't get you couldn't get a, a sort of more charmless child. Um, yeah, I think who was the child in Superman three? Oh, I, uh, um, what was he called? Is he called something generic like Billy? Something like that. But he's gone on to work for Shell Oil. Traitor. Yeah. And there's uh, well, that's okay. Well, Superman will be proud of you wherever mm. you are. Um, but yeah, Jeremy's a cock. He's like it's because mm. he, 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 uh, you're looking at the back of his head as you're looking at the window. And you go, I oh, don't be mean to Jeremy. Mm. And then he turns around. He's almost snarling at them. Yeah. You go, I'm sorry. I'm I'm on the side of the rest of your school chums. You're a little prick. Who but, Santa um, Claus? Yeah, that kid really annoys me. I bet they practice that line over and over again. Yeah. And he's probably not even American because no. it's all filmed in Elstree, so mm. he's yeah, he's probably he's probably from the Anna Share, and um, yeah, it's it, they're, they're horrible children. And mm. but the te- so the teacher shows <laughs> the teacher shows them basically potentially the beginning of the end of the world, mm-hmm. and he decides he's going to write. Does he there and then go? I'm going to write to Superman. Yeah, well, he says, I know we can speak to who might do some good, and then she says, What Santa Claus? And he goes, No, Superman. And then it cuts because to- that's another thing we should point out. This film has been edited to fuck. And it was originally supposed to be about two and a half hours long. 
isn't it? It's 90 minutes, 95 minutes, something like that. Barely, and, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very, very quick. Thank mm, fuck. Yeah, and um, yeah. it means you can watch it twice in two days. <laughs> um, but um, I read there was something like 40 minutes chopped out. Yeah, 40, 40 45 minutes, something like that. 40, 45 minutes. And, and Clive Mantle. Yeah. We can talk about him because he's not in it. Clive Mantle, who went and filmed, he did a job basically, he played Nuclear Man Mark One mm. in this, and then his entire his entire strand was just taken out. H- has gone on to be in everything, mm. and poor Mark Pillow, who eventually he does play su- uh, Nuclear Man, mm. and isn't isn't too bad. I mean, there's not much he can do with it. He's he's just he just holds his fingers up a lot and goes, Urgh. but um. He, he that's all he's ever done like he might be a, he might be a giant of the stage but he's he's never been in any tv or i always films. assumed he was like a model or a bodybuilder or something i didn't think he was a i think yeah one or the other or both yeah mm. he's just a good looking guy with muscles isn't he um and but i don't think he's bad in it like i mean i think the character's bad because, mm. but but i think he does he just he just does what he can and he's overdubbed by gene hackman isn't he he is yeah yeah so um you have my voice <laughs> yeah, where are we? Oh, Jeremy decides to write to Superman. Yeah, so then we cut, and then we go to, to Lex and Lenny stealing Superman's hair. Now, Lex and Lenny, th- we've we've skipped Lex's. Oh, breakout, of course we have. Yeah. Which is, um, yeah. which is, uh, I I don't need. I don't think there was any need for this elaborate car. I think, given the guards they had, you mean the sense around one hundred. Yeah, hmm. yeah. I think they could have just Lex Luthor could have just gone. I'm going to go over that hill, and I promise I'll be back in ten minutes. And mm. Those guards would have gone. All right then, mm. and they probably would have driven him. You know what I mean? Um, they're <laughs> thick as fucking mint. They're absolute morons. Yeah. And it, it, Lenny drives onto a chain gang. Which I can you do that? I mean, I, I suppose the chain gang's not on the prison. No, it's it's out on the road somewhere. But you'd assume there'd be more security before you get to the chain gang, not just two lads with shotguns. And um, he. I wonder was this the decision that was made later in the day? But he traps them in his car to sensor end. What was sensor end one hundred? Sensor end one hundred. Right, and um, they sit still for ages while the car really slowly traps them, hmm. um, and then it drives off a big cliff of the quarry. Yeah, sails through the air. Yeah, crashes in a thing that would kill anyone. Yeah, and then uh, next week goes brilliant, Lenny. Let's go in what. Oh fuck! We've driven the car off the thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's, they don't think anything through. That's wrong. Fuck. You know what? I've seen this film hundreds of times, and that's the first time I've thought of that. How are they going? Get, where are they going? Oh, just the, fuck! Just, I should have put them in a bike or something. Yeah. <laughs> the sense around ten. It's just a bike with a speaker on the front. Do you want to sit in it? Do I? <laughs> yeah. The sense around one hundred has always bothered me because when you close the doors, it's got like horns that point into the car. Yeah. And headphones. Mr. Hornsby, yeah, st- stand up beside your car. Just sprays you with lube. <laughs> Those horns How just spray out pure lube. Is he getting taller? I found newer ones. By the way, um, Mr. Hornsby, it's nice to see you've got taller shoes now. But how's your cancer? Still there? Still there? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you? I don't know. <laughs> oh God.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.